0: All right, welcome into the Spartan Red Zone pregame show. I'm Eric Bach. Pleasure to be joined by Griffin Epstein of the Hoosier Radio Network. Griffin, thanks for joining us and to break down the Michigan State-Indiana football game. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so I want to talk about Indiana as a whole because a lot of our listeners might not be familiar with a lot of the Indiana guys, but It's a lot of the same players from last year. I mean, this was one of Michigan State's best wins in 2019, was a home win over Indiana. Probably was the best win when it was all said and done. But it's virtually almost all of the same guys on offense and most of the same guys on defense for Indiana. Um, So what, in your view, has been the difference in Indiana this year between, you know, finishing games at the end as opposed to losing games that maybe they should have won?
1: Well, I think there's two sides of it. I think it's different for the offense and different for the defense. Uh, for the offense, it's about Michael Penix, and it's another year for him. His his that game at Michigan State last year was his first uh, true road start. It was only his third career start ever. Uh, his his true freshman season, he he backed up Hayden Ramsey. Tore his ACL uh, in the third game he played against Penn State. Uh, you know, Michigan State was. Healthy for a couple games, um, but you know never got to play a complete season there either. I think he he ended up only playing uh, two complete games. The Michigan State game was the Michigan State game, the season opener against Ball State, were the only two games that he actually played the full game. It was constant injuries. Eventually in November, uh, tore something in his leg. Very long name that I'm not going to try to say, but but was out for the season. He's finally fully healthy. I think he's a little bit more confident with another year and he's just, you know, he's a game changer. And I think Michigan state fans saw that last year. He had 21 straight completions and it was an eye opener for IU fans that said, this is why he beat out Peyton Ramsey for the job and Peyton Ramsey's a, he's a good quarterback, but he's not going to take you to that next level and be, be a player that can throw the ball down field consistently and make spectacular plays. And Michael Penix is a player that can play at the next level in the NFL and make throws Uh, that just leave your jaw dropped. And especially against Michigan on Saturday, he made a couple throws, uh, notably one throw into triple coverage that had to be perfect. And it was absolutely perfect. Uh, So I think offensively, that's the big difference. Defense, I mean, you mentioned it. It's just experience. And that was the big question mark for IU going into the season. And all offseason, we kept on hearing from all the players, from their defensive coordinator, Kane Womack, this is it. We're going to make the next step. And I don't know, I don't think IU fans believe them. I don't think the IU media believe them because the Indiana defense uh, has the tradition of being really awful, uh, dating back basically to the Kevin Wilson era, which was before Tom Allen. They they would give up 40, 50 points a game. It's gotten better under Tom Allen, who's a defensive coach. But last year, uh, they were still really inconsistent and and didn't play well for the most part against good teams. Uh, This year, they had more returning production than any Big Ten team defensively basically brought back the entire team uh and they've just been they've been confident uh the secondary with taiwan mullen and reese taylor uh has has basically been a no-fly zone Uh, and they forced turnovers like crazy i mean they've three turnovers they forced against penn state that was really the only reason they won that game they forced three against rutgers uh and then against michigan they forced two in the fourth quarter to put the game away so they've done that the defensive line, literally everyone on the defensive line returned. They've been bigger. They've been stronger. They've been more confident. And I think Kane Womack, he was in his first year as defensive coordinator last year. He's had another year to be, to be in that position. He has been absolutely spectacular for Indiana, dialing up blitzes at the right time and I mean, unfortunately for the Hoosiers, I don't think he's going to be coaching here anymore because someone's going to want him as a head coach. But he, he's the perfect fit for this program, and I think he deserves a lot of credit for the defense. And, and I guess the last point, I'm giving you a long answer here because there's a lot <laughs> of reasons. Um, and it's just so exciting to talk about uh, as someone in Bloomington covering this team. Uh, but it's, it's a mental thing, too. And everyone knows in, in college football that the only thing everyone knows about Indiana is – they're not really that good but they're gonna they're gonna get close against the good teams such as Michigan such as Michigan State uh, they're gonna maybe have a lead in the fourth quarter they're gonna give fans hope for an upset and then they're gonna find a way to blow it and the Gator Bowl was kind of the last blow they went to Tennessee, they played Tennessee big primetime game on ESPN and eight wins they'd already had eight wins which was their best win total since 1993 looking for that ninth win. Uh, which was something that had been trending on social media in the summer. So it it was the biggest Indiana football game in 30 games, completely a dominant Tennessee for the majority of that game. And then the defense kind of gets tired, allows, allows a touchdown onside kick Tennessee recovers scores, ends up winning the game. It was the only time I think a team trailed by 13 points or more with less than five minutes left in the fourth quarter, all of last season and won. And the players really, I thought, used that as motivation. And they didn't have the exact same situation against Penn State, but a game that they controlled were up for most of the game. The defense allowed a big play, and it was totally different. They went down the field. They scored a touchdown, tied the game, went for two, and then Tom Allen in overtime deciding to go for two and saying, I'm sick and tired of losing. I'm going to win now. And I think that was so massive to team since 1988 and uh, Tom Allen said this actually after the Michigan game when someone asked him was that Penn State game a factor knowing you can beat a top 25 team and he basically said yeah you know you, until you actually do it we're telling our players we can do this but until they actually do it they don't have the mentality so I'm giving you a massively long answer but I think I think there's a, there's a facet on offense there's a facet on defense and then that mental side of things brought it all together so far this season
0: well you you answered like three of my next questions (laughs) in that answer so you're just making making the host jobs easier here okay Um, i'm glad my 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 next one was about michael Penix specifically and not necessarily i mean i think people are starting to wake up to the player that he is but um my my question about him is what do you think his ceiling is in college like are we talking like heisman trophy down the road or I mean, you you mentioned earlier that you think he's going to be an NFL quarterback, and I agree with you in that statement, but what do you, what are the heights that you think Michael Penix can take Indiana to while he's still in Bloomington?
1: Well, the interesting thing, and I was, I was actually talking to some people about that this week is, you know, how long does he stay in Bloomington? He's a redshirt sophomore right now. I mean, hypothetically, he could leave and go to the NFL at the end of this season. I don't imagine that, but... I also don't envision that, I mean, he had, because of the, the extra year here, because of COVID, he could stay for another three years. I don't envision he'd stay for that long. So it's a little hard to know how long he's going to be in Bloomington, but I think while he's here, I mean, and the talent he has around him, the way Tom Allen's recruiting, he's going to continue to have talent around him. I mean, Indiana's going to continue to contend at the top of the Big Ten. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. And honestly, I mean, I think – if he can play consistently the way he did against Michigan, I don't know if he goes to New York at the end of the season, but I would be, if he can play anywhere close against as he did against Michigan throughout the rest of the season, he will be top 15 uh, in the Heisman voting because he is just that talented a quarterback. uh, And he's just that talented a leader. He's smart. He leads this team uh, and, and you can tell that the whole team rallies around him and loves him. So I mean, there's just some players that are special and they can walk onto a field and you can see a difference and really since Michael Penix has done it. And especially since that Michigan state game last year, it's been very evident that he's just got that it factor.
0: Okay. So shifting our focus to this game specifically more, um, Michigan state coming off a bad loss to Iowa, but a big win the week before that against Michigan, um, It seems as you go position by position matching this game up that it's advantage Indiana just about everywhere. But what is one area of weakness you see in the Hoosiers that maybe the Spartans can exploit on Saturday?
1: Well, I mean, right now it can be kind of hard to find a weakness on Indiana just because they played an incredibly complete game, I thought, against Michigan, possibly definitely the best game of the Tom Allen era and one of the most complete games probably in my lifetime of Indiana football. I think the two biggest concerns for me going into this game for Indiana would be, while the secondary has been really good, they've given up some big plays. We, we were talking earlier on the Hoosier Network podcast about some of the playmakers. Michigan State has this. I mean, Michigan had some play, young playmakers as well, kind of similar, I think, with the receiving corps, and especially in the second half. Uh, the defense did give up some big plays. They were playing somewhat softer coverage uh, up big, but I think that's a concern. Uh, and I think the offensive line has been the biggest weakness all year long for Indiana. They were surprisingly very good against Michigan, and Quitty Pay didn't have a sack all day, which was a huge victory. Uh, Michigan State, I know, isn't the factor on the defensive line at the linebacking position that they have been in the past, but there's still some playmakers there. Uh, so. I'm not sure the offensive line is going to be able to be as consistent as they were against Michigan. And you need to keep Michael Penix clean in the pocket and you need to develop a run game. So, so those. Or anything, but the way they're playing right now, it's hard to find much of anything to be concerned about.
0: Yeah. These two teams are the bottom two rushing teams in the conference. So whoever can establish that identity is, probably going to be off to a good start at least. So um, we've kind of covered Indiana. We've covered the game. So I want to hear a prediction, a, a score, and why. Who who wins and why?
1: I have Indiana winning, and in it. it's it's big, I think, for them to take back the old brass platoon. They haven't done it against Tom Allen in just once now in the last 10 years. Uh, I think it's going to be close for a while. I think the, the tough part for the Hoosiers is you're coming off a big win of First victory over a rival since 1988. Ohio State is looming next Saturday. And Tom Allen, the players, they won't say Ohio State, but they're, they're thinking about it in the back of their minds. So you have a noon game. It's a sleepy game, similar to the Rutgers game. They had it in between uh, Michigan and Penn State. They played a little slow at the start. So I think it's going to be close for three quarters. I think Indiana pulls away late, uh, and I'll go Hoosiers 41, Michigan State 27.
0: So I just wanted to get your thoughts. I don't know if you saw the Twitter thread from College Football Reddit yesterday. Yes, I saw that. If Indiana wins and then COVID's out of Ohio State next week and wins out, then they could go to Indy. So I just I just wanted to hear your reaction to that.
1: I have had some friends tell me that they they like that uh, rhetoric and think that any way that Indiana goes to the Rose Bowl and is going to make the college football playoff is great. The The shocking thing is – ESPN does their college football playoff predictor and they gave Indiana a 3% shot to make the playoff and a 1% shot uh, to win the national championship, which is just quite possibly the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Just covering Indiana football and being around this team and knowing that this program historically is one of the worst in, in power five conference football. It's incredible. Uh, I don't, I, you know, Indiana's going to want to play Ohio State. So that thread was funny. Um, I actually think the Wisconsin game is going to be really tough for IU at Wisconsin. Hopefully they're healthy and able to play. The game's going to be cold and I'm not sure Indiana's going to be run or be able to run the football against Wisconsin. So I don't think the Hoosiers are going to, going to go to Indianapolis for the big 10 championship game, but that they put themselves in position where it's not unfathomable and it's not even that crazy to think about them going to the college football playoff is, it's a testament to to what Tom Allen's done in a couple of years to turn this program around 360 degrees.
0: It truly is remarkable. Griffin Epstein of the Hoosier radio network. Thanks so much for your time and enjoy, enjoy the ride, my man.
1: I really appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun and I hope uh, Michigan state can return to the heights soon where you can cover some, some good football teams as well.
0: All right. Thank you. We'll talk soon.